Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. This is your host, Chris Ward, and this is going to be episode number 96. Okay, <laughs> I was looking it up uh, while I was doing the intro because that's how I do things sometimes, just not super prepared. Um, all right, so this week's episode is with one of my best friends, Brandon Sweat. Uh, Brandon was previously on one of the very first episodes of the show, um, long time ago, as I stall (laughs) to look up what episode it was, I believe it was number nine. Um, and when he was on before he talked about this crazy week long silent meditation retreat, uh, 10 day or not even a week, 10 days silent meditation retreat, uh, which is an experience that is completely fascinating to me. So if you haven't heard that one, please go back and listen to that. That's, it was just really a really cool episode. It was one of the first ones where I was like, oh man, I need to listen to this again. Uh, You know, and the relationship Brandon and I had at the time, like we never really talked about really deep things. We would do the thing where we would joke around and have fun and talk about movies, which we will also on this podcast today, (laughs) but, uh, we never had really like a really deep conversation. And so one thing this podcast has really brought to my life, not only just a chance to connect with all these really interesting explorers, adventurers, and, uh, athletes, everyone from elite to just people doing really cool things that I, that I get the opportunity to sit down and just have a hour long conversation with which that's amazing, but it also is allowing me to just have an excuse to do nothing but sit and talk to one of my friends uh, at a deeper level, at a level that you don't normally talk about when you're sitting there watching a football game or you're watching TV. So um, I hope you guys enjoy the show this week. It's a little bit scattered, I would say. There's not really like a main focus um we talk about all sorts of things from canoeing to swimming to my favorite conversation which is why we were afraid of snakes um so yeah it's actually i was thinking about this i've been talking to people so long about uh recently about the race i'm doing and i'm so like ultra focused on that that I've had a lot of runners on lately or people who are involved with that race. And I'm trying to get tips and all this advice and all this stuff um, that a conversation with my friend Brandon about seemingly about nothing, (laughs) just us kind of, you know, uh, just messing around joking around and stuff. That's what I needed at the time. That's definitely what I need at this point. Um, My race is two and a half weeks away. And so to spend an hour not really being focused on that and talking about anything and everything other than that was a relief for me. So um, so I guess that's a way of saying this isn't like a normal, not a normal episode. It's not like the episodes I have been putting out with ultra runners or sports psychologists or people with advice like that. It's not an episode where we're trying to tell a coherent story. It's really an episode where we're just sitting around talking about life. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, Like I said, my favorite part is probably three-fourths of the way through. We start talking about why we're afraid of snakes. And then we just told snake stories for a good 15 minutes. So uh, enjoy that. And 
I saw a snake the other day and it was terrifying. It was climbing up a tree. And in my mind, I was like, I forgot that snakes could climb trees for some reason. And so after I ran by it and got that little jolt from your like, uh, I think it's your amygdala, like that instant reaction. You're like, ah, uh, after I saw that, um, I, in my mind, I was like, oh my God, snakes can climb trees. What can they not do? Uh, and it was terrifying. But anyways, let's get into the episode. This is number 96 with my friend, the amazing Brandon Sweat. What's up, Brandon? Hey, man. What's going on? <laughs> um, just wanted to have you on the podcast uh, because you're awesome Thank and amazing. You. And you're out at my house. so Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. man. I'm crashing for the past few nights it's yeah. uh i'm here for work so yeah man so if you look back on the like bigfoot episodes you're like number nine eight or nine you were one of the first ones yeah it was an early one the, yeah i was cheating at the beginning and just like getting my friends you know well, that's not cheating that's, i know you, you got cool friends i so. do have yeah. cool <laughs> friends man yeah so anyways uh what's been going on brother uh, not a whole lot. I mean, in reference to the last time I was on, I yeah. haven't done any more like retreats or anything. No like meditation that, retreats. No meditation retreats or anything like that. How's it good? Do you still meditate or? Absolutely. Yeah. Because yep. I know you've done quite a bit of like actually introspection and reflection and all that fun stuff. For sure. Yeah. Turns out uh, I'm a shameful human being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I mean. Yeah, I have. I mean, what what do you want to know about it, I guess, you know? It's hard for people to do. Like, especially now, man. I mean, like when people get really busy, I find myself from the moment I wake up throughout the day, like not having time to do anything or distracting myself during the time I probably sure. could make. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I still struggle with that too, you know? Yeah. It's just like, oh, like meditation's one of those things. It's like it doesn't sound fun to do, but once you do it, you're like, oh, shit. Like, I'm glad I did that, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. But I I definitely struggle sometimes to be like, well, I could sit down and meditate and get that much closer to enlightenment. Or <laughs> I could watch this YouTube series, you know. <laughs> so, ever heard of Man Tracker? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. The best YouTube series. Mm. It's not even a YouTube series, but. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I get you, dude. So, what do you, like. What do you tell yourself in those moments? I don't know. I I mean, again, it's like building a habit. So, like, I just tried. I just try to stick to it. Like, build the you know, yeah. build the habit, build the habit. What so. do you do the day? We we're just talking about when you're building a habit and yeah. you're doing so awesome and you're doing it every day, and then you get to like one day you miss for whatever reason right and then that just sends you in like a downward dark spiral yeah and then you just completely abandon yeah. all your goals yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you start watching more youtube series and then totally yeah uh that definitely happens i mean i've had times where i miss a meditation and then it's 10 days later and i yeah. meditate again you know so it's yeah. all about momentum for sure like yeah. you lose that momentum i always tell people i just remember in high school football we would have we were linemen so we would do all these linemen things like yeah. push a car uphill yeah. and 
it sucked. Like at first you're trying to push this car and it's not going anywhere. And then you get like the most minuscule movement, you know, just a little bit. And then yeah. it gets a little easier. And then all of a sudden it's rolling and you're like, Oh, it's a piece of cake. But then if you slow down again, now I have to like put all that extra work in just to get it rolling again. That's always my analogy. That's a that. good one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting. Something that really f- like fucked me up. Sorry. I don't know if you like swearing. It? You can do whatever you want. But man. One thing that really screwed me up was uh, I learned about meditation is like it. It's not for self-improvement. Okay. Which is like a weird thing. What? For, yeah. That, everybody's like, fuck you. It's not, you know, like the essence of it, because if you're meditating, if you're choosing to meditate, cause you'll be like, Oh, if I meditate, I'll be a better person. It's already a slight to the person you are already. Like you have to go in just clear, you know, and that's super hard for people to do, but you have to go in clear because it's more about a deconstruction of yourself rather than anything else. So, so are for people, I mean, would it do people start? Cause I would start being, I would start meditating by being like, I need to self improve. And then does it morph into what you're talking about? Like the true, um, for some people. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's a really like, it, it was hard for me to grasp though. I was like, not for self improvement, you know, but yeah. then like, as I looked into it, I was like, it really isn't. <laughs> like, Is it more for like self-exploration? Yes. So if you go in, like, I want to learn more about myself. Yeah. Okay. The only person who can teach you that is you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's terrifying, too, because I was also – I was thinking about it in this way. It's like when you have a foggy mirror. Yeah. You know? And you don't – sometimes you can clear that mirror. <laughs> So I came up with the phrase, clear the mirror. Clear the mirror. But sometimes when you clear the mirror, you don't like what you see. That's true. And that's the terrifying yeah. part. Yeah. Um, and I've had those moments, too, where, like, I see something about myself that I don't like. And I immediately try to justify it through mm-hmm. some bullshit thing. But if you can get past that and kind of, like, really, like, forgive yourself for, like, being, yeah, I'm a human being. Like, yeah. Stuff like that. Like, it helps a lot. Yeah. But. I always talk about like the clear the the clear the mirror moments where there's a situation and this is your moment to really step up. Yeah. And it really reveals something about yourself one way or the other. Yeah. Um, And I always thought back to in college. I just remember I was pulling out of my driveway with my friend and there was this girl like this car pulls up like speeding down the road. And it just slams on the brakes and this girl gets out and these guys are like yelling at her. I don't know what was going on. And so me and my friend were sitting in our car and we're like, should we do something? Like, what should we do? How should we get involved? You know, to clear the mirror moment. Yeah. It's like, what do we do in this situation? And I'm not super proud to say we just kind of sat in the car and just observed as it situation played out. Yeah. And I think afterwards we went up to her and like, after they drove away, we're like, "Are you okay? Is everything okay?" But we didn't like get out and tell those guys like, "Beat the shit out of me!" Yeah, like, like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah, we didn't get out of the car and like tell those guys to like get out of here or yeah. leave her alone or anything like that. And that's a moment that I look back on like kind of ashamed. Like, I didn't step up. I was not brave in that moment. I mean, I you know, and then part of me wants to do what you said, like justify. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean. It's also like 
there's a lot of people who wouldn't be quote unquote brave in that moment. You yeah. Know? So, you know, it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't beat yourself up over it because nah, your I brain know. logic is like, what, what are these guys are fucking nuts? Yeah. Man? What you if know? they have a weapon yeah, or something? Well, I, I don't know for sure. So, you know? yeah. Yeah. I've been reading this book called natural born heroes. Uh-huh. It's written by the same dude who wrote born to run. Oh, okay. And it's kind yeah. of explores that idea of, uh, and it's, it's it explores the idea of heroism as being non-Darwinian. So it's like technically the heroic gene, quote unquote, should have been bred out of people because it's not an advantage for you. You're doing something that's an advantage for another person. And if you're looking at like survival of the fittest, is that an advantage or not? It's just, it was really interesting. Oh, is it an advantage to go out on a limb for someone else? Yeah, because what if, like, you going out on a limb, like, is in a situation... They're talking about heroic, heroic situations. Yeah. Um, Like, there was some guy, some boat had, like, flipped over in the ocean or something. I don't know. This is where sure. I know, like, half right. the story. Right, yeah. But, like, some boat was capsized. There's truth somewhere here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's, like, eight people or whatever swimming in the ocean, and there's this guy who... Um, they drop the ladder down from the helicopter and this guy keeps, they keep throwing him the life pr- or the lifesaver. Yep. The ring. Yeah. Yep, the tube. Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps handing it off to everyone else and he makes sure everyone gets on there and then he ends up dying. Yeah. So it's like, is that technically for him? Like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's super interesting. I'll say this. Like I would be more likely to be heroic with people that I know, yeah, you know, rather than strangers. So yeah. it's like, if that's a situation where like, it's like you, me, Travis, Calvin, like everybody on a boat. Yeah. Like I would want to make sure you guys, cause I like in my mind, I would go, well, I'm the best swimmer. You are the best. swimmer. So, I was just thinking that So I was like, I'm the best swimmer. So I'll make sure they get on and then I'll get on. And, but like, it could have killed me. Yeah. I, I'm already a hero in theory. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you are the yeah. best swimmer though. I was at one point. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been in a pool, but I'll say I'm the most knowledgeable about it. Most about knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah, you're my guy I kept texting when I was first like getting back into it. So have you done a try yet? So I did a half Ironman. A half Ironman. Okay. Yeah, I had a Monday off. So is that a mile swim then? It was like 1.2 1. One po- yeah, two mile, or something? Mile and then some. Mile and a little bit. A mile yeah. and like barely any. Okay. Um, and training for it, like I would do mile swims and it would take me so long. Dude, mile swims are, yes. So let me ask, how long did it take you to do a mile swim yeah. in like the prime? I, we never really did like mile swims. Okay. I can break it. Do you know how, do you know what 20 laps, how, what your time would be if you did 20 I know laps. what my mile would be. And so I'd probably... Yeah, it's so a mile 20. 1650. What so what did you do a mile? In? So I would say a mile took me like 40 minutes. 40 minutes. So that means let's break Very it down. Let's break it down to 500s <laughs> here. 40 minutes. Okay. So divide by 3, right? 10, 20, this is us trying to do math on the podcast everybody. So it's about 9 minute <laughs> 500s. 9 minutes okay. for every 20 laps. Yeah. Okay. So let's say you did 9 minutes every 20 laps. The fastest I ever swam 20 laps was in four minutes, 56 Damn. seconds. Dude, yeah. I can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay works with this guy who uh, it's her mentor at work. He was 
a swimmer for University of Iowa. Oh. And he would do the mile swim. And he does all sorts of tries and everything. Like, sure. he's awesome. Um, but he told her that he would do it in, like, 17 minutes or, like, his top time or something like that. I could yeah. be off by a few minutes. But <laughs> I just – it just blew my mind. Like, dude, I cannot – wrap my head around it and i'm sure i looked so dumb when i first was starting swimming again (laughs) but you have to like embrace that starting anything you know for sure yeah i feel like because i remember getting in the pool like a couple months back and i was like for like 200 yards i felt pretty good and then i could just feel my shoulders get super tired i could just (laughs) just like "Ah!" (laughs) yeah i was like looking over at the like 75 year old people swimming next to me and like looking for tips Oh. I was like, how do they swim? Yeah. Because they could just go without stopping. Well, my th- did you, was it in a pool or open water that you did this? It was a pool. Okay. Because that makes it easier. Yeah. But they didn't have lane ropes in, though, did they? They did. Oh, okay. I just did it. I It was at my gym. Because I'm always like, the, the way to swim for, like, a pool is different than, like, an open water. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you're going to be eating <laughs> water all day. You I know? thought you were so, going to say by sharks. Eat, eaten by sharks. <laughs> That is true as well. Have you done open water swimming? I have before, yeah. What's that like? It's just a lot more waves. There's nothing to, okay. like, if you get all those people together, like, it's just the waves go crazy, and that's where you start, like, swallowing it and stuff like that. So yeah. I see how people freak out during like, oh, the beginning of tries. For sure, yeah. yeah. For sure. I Yeah, I guess my advice would be, like, stick to the sides. Mm. That's where you're going to be best. Or just go super – like – Go to the bathroom right when it starts and then jump in two minutes later. There you go. <laughs> um, I did mine. I was just at the workout center. I had a Monday off. I'd kind of been building up to it, except for biking. I didn't do it all. Really? And so I went for a swim. Yep. And then. So what, you did this by yourself? By was... myself. Oh, okay. I had, it was like Martin Luther King Day. Okay, cool. So I was like, oh, I'll just spend all day doing this. See if nice. I can do it. Okay, And cool. so I did the swim. Oh, no, I biked first so i did it way out of order uh, and i did it over the entire day so i like biked was that 65 something like that yeah, i don't even remember if it's yeah, half, yeah 60 something so i biked like 15 miles or 20 miles in the in the morning then i went for a swim then i finished the bike gotcha went home and i ate two things at chipotle <laughs> which was a mistake later <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my one of my friends uh met me uh bill he's been on the show he like ran a marathon every national park but he met me for the half marathon okay. and then it, of course it was snowing during the half marathon i was like oh i can't do this inside though because i already sat on a bike for three hours dude yeah like a trainer bike i got on my bike this year and just every year you know you're just gonna suck Bike twenty miles, like the next day, I felt like I'd been assaulted. Like it is <laughs> awful. Do you have oh. those like padded shorts? I do. Yeah. They don't help. They, they really. I remember I biked fifty miles to the lake. Excuse me. Last last summer, and like I got to like mile forty five. I was like, my balls hurt so bad right now. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. It's gonna. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, getting back into like meditation and kind of being like self-reflective and stuff yeah what do you do when you have moments where you during the meditation you come across something that you're not super proud of or makes you angry or brings up any of those you know like 
negative emotions. Well, honestly, what I find to do, like, your first reaction is, like, stop meditating. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's when you need to be, like, keep going, like, see where it takes you. Yeah. Because if you can get to the source of the anger, whatever it is, um, like, you'll lose 20 pounds in a night. You know? yeah. <laughs> Just to be one of those, like, stressors. Well, it is, stuff. like, it takes weight off your shoulders. And I'll say this, like... Like, I don't always, like, it may come up in meditation, but then I'll go talk to somebody about it. So, like, if you have somebody who's, like, you think is a very, like, highly emotionally intelligent person, like, I would just talk to them and be like, hey, this is what came up. Like, help me deconstruct this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because it's hard to do alone. You yeah. Because they might see something that you didn't. So. That makes sense. And yeah. you have, like, a really awesome group of friends in Des Moines. Where everyone feels open and comfortable with talking about those deep things. Right, yeah. Which is super rare, I think. Oh, for sure. I mean, I remember, like, when I first, like, found – I'm pretty new to that group, yeah. you know. Um, I remember when I first found them, I was like, They're what too the open. fuck is going on? Yeah, exactly. I just remember – what just was like, it? Whoa. It was a couple of the guys, <laughs> they, they, like, hugged. Like, they're like, see you, man. They hugged. But then they both like backed off the hug and looked at each other like right in the eyes. And they're like, our hearts didn't touch that hug. And then they like switch sides <laughs> to where like their left chest would yeah. touch in the yeah. hug. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't get like that on my hugs. I'll say that. But <laughs> You're a tall guy. So you, here's the best, most awkward <laughs> hug you can do is like if you loop your arms underneath <laughs> So, like, as the tallest guy, <laughs> your arms should always go over. Right. But if you loop underneath, it's hilarious. <laughs> so, go with that strategy. So, you know Adam. Yeah. Hamas. Yeah. You know, he's a tall, ball guy. And <laughs> Calvin, I gave him a hug once. And Calvin is like, you look like two daddy long legs, like, <laughs> fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's all awesome, man. But, yeah, dude, I mean, they're a really, like, awesome group of people. Yeah. And, it's just a yeah it's interesting so how did that feel like getting into like getting hang because i just feel like so many people especially our age and older yeah dudes just become like dudes and they'll maybe like talk about sports they'll hang out which you know yeah you should totally do that that's great but like they don't get into like the kind of the deeper stuff I mean, we still sit around and watch sports. That's too. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, you you could see who they truly were. Like, yeah. you know, it's that that showed me a lot of like what the community was about. Yeah, so. I feel that same way about endurance events or long. Yeah. Dis like you know long distance events or even like just going on camping trips where you're a bit uncomfortable. And you're hanging out with people and you really just kind of like it strips away all the other stuff and yeah. just becomes like, oh, this guy's you can tell if someone's a good person or not. For sure. Yeah. Because of it. Yeah. That's yep. cool, man. But yeah, it's a it's a fun group for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. Have you found anything like that out here in Colorado? Uh, You know, here's what I've noticed. So when Lindsay and I moved from Des Moines, we moved to Virginia and we lived there for three years and we had like known we knew we were only going to be there for three years yeah, because of her residency. And that was almost training for this move out to Colorado because there were some things we learned during that time. And one thing was 
it just takes a while to get established in a community and like to get friends like you don't just move somewhere and you don't automatically just have like 20 people you can call to hang out with or anything like that uh it took probably in virginia it took probably a year and a half before we were really like hanging out with people and that was a a little different because there wasn't as many people our age yeah um so you know just because it wasn't a lot i mean there were to be fair yeah but it's also just it taught us like oh you have to kind of be a little bit comfortable with getting outside your comfort zone and like intentionally meeting people with the same passions and interests right yeah um but yeah, it took us like a year and a half before we really, it's kind of sad. I'm like, what did we do in that year and a half before we had really had friends, you know? Um, I guess we just worked a bunch. And, yeah. You know, you're super nice with everyone at work. And I would say like everyone at work was my friends too, but it's just, it's different when you're hanging out outside of work. Yeah. Because then it's like common interests and, right. you know. Yeah, it's like. The relation is work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And because, you know, if you're hanging out with friends from work, it's great. But then you're usually just talking about work. Right. For, for the sure. most part. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of training yeah. out here. I wouldn't say we have we definitely have some amazing friends out here, but we don't have like a huge community of people yet. Yeah. Um, which is fine because we know, you know, it takes a while. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, we've had friends move out here or friends move anywhere and then for the first few months you know talking to them they get they're like oh it's kind of frustrating because i don't have like anyone to hang out with yeah and and that's where well that's where i got lucky when i moved from des moines to la was there for two years and then came back and it was like i was lucky that like calvin was still there because he's the one that really introduced me to all yeah. those people so i'm not sure I mean, maybe Calvin would be like, hey, you should meet these guys. But I would have been less likely that, you know. Yeah. So I got well, lucky without someone else already, you know, because you guys all play like Ultimate Frisbee together. And yeah. so like without someone inviting you to that. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah. Like if Calvin wasn't there, I'm not sure who I would have. Or you could just walk up to people playing Ultimate Frisbee and <laughs> you could just be like, hey, man, I'm Brandon. That's how some guys like. Ended up it would work for a, yeah. yeah or it's, we've had days where like because there's like a little track like around the place we play yeah and we'll be short like a person and we'll go stop the guy on the track big hey do you just want to play ultimate frisbee <laughs> we run a lot over here and they're like yeah sure why not and that then they're rocks. showing up like every wednesday yeah. and stuff like that so. and that's how some people do it but i'll say the majority don't meet people that way like that's no. like the extremely extroverted people are probably fine no matter where they go right but if you're not like super extroverted you're not going to meet people no. without actually putting some effort. And something that really bums me out is when you hear about people who are like, yeah, I don't really have any super close friends anymore. Like I'm a grown man and yeah. I don't have, I have my, and a lot of people's like, I have my family, but I don't have a lot of close friends. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's sad. I don't know. It's a bummer. I know. I guess they just need to be less weird. <laughs> Or more weird. Or more weird. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's been interesting having the big life experiences of moving to a yeah. completely new part of the country, you know. What I find interesting about, like, you, like, I don't have a lot of friends from high school that I, like, talk to a whole bunch these days. But you, like, have a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, that, and that's, like, just interesting to me. The friends I found more valuable have been 
later later yeah. yeah so i don't know man i just my group of friends growing up have just been so awesome we were just talking i was talking with one of them and i'm like man we're all like pretty like we've been successful in life and by that i mean like we all seem pretty happy like no one's completely just fallen off the deep end or anything like yeah. that so i don't know yeah and now that everyone's spread out though so it is kind of a bummer because we don't get to hang out all the time but yeah i feel like well what i consider your group like travis yeah sean furlong yeah shane brady yeah i know there's reed reed oh yeah he's at you and i now right yeah man yeah yeah so it's pretty i'm pretty grateful honestly for a lot that i have and but part of me is like is it because i've worked at stuff or has it have I not worked at things like, you know, it's one of those questions I ask. I'm like, have I just gotten lucky or is this something that I actually kind of like sort of created for myself? Oh, I think this you, you created for yourself for sure. Oh, you mean like out living out here? Yeah. And, stuff like that. Well, and that's because this was always kind of the the goal for me. And right. Lindsay. For sure. Well, I remember because you stayed out here for like a summer. Yeah. One time. And I remember you were like super depressed to leave. I was, was so, like, I <laughs> cried, man. So we really? stayed in Summit County for an entire summer. Where, so where's Summit County? Summit County's like where Breckenridge and Keystone. Oh, okay. And it's like, like all the those. Okay, gotcha. Um, and Lindsay studied every day for her boards. Did you stay at, uh, um, your fa- like Lindsay's yeah, family's Lindsay's, place? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So we stayed up there and Lindsay studied, she had to study every day cause she was taking around one of boards while she was in med school but she's like during the one hour or two hours that i'm not going to study i want to go for a pretty walk and i'm like all right let's live out here for a while so um while she was doing that i just like mountain bike so, so you didn't work while you were out no there. You were i just, just like, like it yeah. was the summer right before i started actually being a teacher has that been was that has that the best summer of your life it was pretty awesome, yeah. man. I it's always hard to be, you know because you remember all the like really good mo- right. moments, which is why you think back to like college right now, and you're like, college was so easy. Like, what was I stressed about? But in the moment of college, you're super stressed, like, and oh, fuck, you're like, oh, man. I got a test coming up in three months from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man. Like, it was even before I discovered trail running. So now looking back, I'm like, why did I not just run on trails? every single day but it was still great mountain yeah. biking and hiking and all sorts of I mean, it cool sounded stuff. pretty amazing for sure it was awesome i need to get you guys out to the cabin in maine i would love that man Dude, super awesome yeah so what's that like what's maine like what is maine like oh boy i've always wanted to go up there well it definitely has a colorado feel because of the mountain well, i mean the mountains aren't nearly as high obviously but it's pretty rugged and for sure secluded like where we are is very secluded it's kind of uh you know main shaped oddly but it's i would say it's like center almost okay you know center in a sense i guess it's it's only 20 minutes from the border of canada no way really yeah but it goes like this so it's like this is the north part you know what i mean oh i gotcha so it's in the lower part because you would have to go way more north to get the other part so yeah Next to the chain of ponds, which is like if you're there in the fall, which is earlier up there because it's colder. I mean, it's like sensory overload. You're like, oh my god, like it's just great colors and yeah. stuff like that. So, do you guys uh, get like moose and stuff? No, moose encounters? No, no. Well, 
sometimes there's moose encounters not a whole lot my cousin mike has the best one where he they were up there during the winter and he was running around the cabin and he came around the corner there's a moose right there and he's just like <laughs> like slowly backed away but yeah let me see if i can find a picture of the view out fr- out of the cabin yeah man. so you're right on like a lake or ponds flagstaff or? lake okay yeah it's not on the lake but it's so is there a whole bunch of houses on this lake or is it pretty sparse or so they're not on a lake technically they're okay. just close to the lake and there's not i mean it is it's just a lake like, yeah there's barely any house oh, i love that man because okay so me and my dad go fishing every or every other summer recently yeah. in yeah. canada and you're on all these shield lakes but there's no houses on them so it's awesome man like you're just driving the boat around and you're like where are we right now there's no civilization yeah but if you go to minnesota like northern Minnesota, and you're on some of those same shield lakes. Yeah. It's literally like every square inch, there's a house on the side, which yeah. is kind of a bummer. It yeah. kind of takes away um, from the feeling. For sure. Like, takes you out of the wild sensation. Yeah. But yeah, man. Do you guys go fishing, or do you just canoe, or we'd hike? We usually just canoe to this bar and then get drunk and canoe back. <laughs> so, can you get a so DUI last year for when canoeing? we were there? <laughs> Oops, sorry. So, last year when we were there, um, was the eclipse oh no way but the eclipse wasn't like a great one up that north yeah but we were like hey like they were all like let's go inside and watch the eclipse on tv and we're like let's just go out to the lake with some beer and go so we're going like during the eclipse and we're just chugging beers and kept looking out like which is like 100 percent what you're not supposed to do glasses off yeah we're like well i was like sunglasses oh i can't see it that well and i just look at it oh my god dude we just got hammered drunk out on yeah. this lake and that's why brandon so has an eye patch right now guys if you're listening <laughs> yeah. at home he's just yeah he he's has two eye patches charles he has two eye patches and i asked him like why don't you just yeah. wear like glasses and he's like no nah, i want to be double a double pipe <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's cool man so yeah what do you think though do you can you get a dui from canoeing no i think you get a public intox but it's not a motorized thing but you can get it. Can't you get one like riding your bike? And that's not motorized. That is a great question. I I think you can, man. I have no evidence to back this up, but I think you might from bicycling. Well, I think you can. I'm I'm like canoeing. I I don't know. A <laughs> DUI. Or what the hell is gonna chase that down? <laughs> anyone could easily chase you down dude you're in a canoe no but like <laughs> what i'm saying is like who wouldn't like i mean how do you pull someone over for that you just see them drinking and then you get to pull them over you know what i i swerve all the time canoeing anyways you know just because yeah, i thing. suck like, at canoeing they're gonna be like oh they like are pretty drunk <laughs> look like, at those guys swerving everywhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> no man i don't know uh, interesting there's only one way to find out let's go get a canoe get wasted right in front of uh, and just like publicly like we are so drunk we're drunk yeah. in a canoe yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're drunk in a we're canoe like, we have we have uh like a bull or uh uh what's the thing like a bullhorn bullhorn <laughs> yeah we're like attention attention we are intoxicated we are in above point oh eight <laughs> in a canoe we just breathalyzed ourselves yes oh my god yeah man amazing i think oh yeah i don't know we asked the we asked the deep questions. We asked the deep questions here yeah. on like Bigfoot podcast. 
Uh, what's the scariest thing that ever happened to you? Ever? Ever. <sighs> I mean, there are some serious answers, but let's go with the non-serious. Okay. I guess one time, this isn't the scariest thing ever, but my body reacted as if it was. So I was in Danville, Virginia, and it was probably like this time of year. So this time of year, all the snakes come out across the trail Mm -hmm. and you start seeing them. And that's your sign as a trail runner where you're like, it's spring. Snakes are back out. And I'm running down this like gravel road within the first like 0.1 of a mile because you run down a gravel road. And then you turn left and you're all on single track the rest of the time. And it's, it's Virginia. So it's like overgrown. Like if people are on the West out here, like trail running is totally different on the East. It's like completely overgrown with trees and grass. And it, if no one's maintaining the trails, you, like, you can't see where you're stepping most yeah. of the time. And uh, so I turn left. And as soon as I turn left on that single track, my f- like left foot goes down and there's this giant like, I'm trying to do you see that weightlifting thing back there? Yep. It's about that thick really? of a copperhead snake. And it my foot lands within like two inches of it. And this is the only reason why I'm saying the scariest thing ever. Is because my body just like gave up in that moment. So we're talking about being heroic. My body was just like I lost all motor function. <laughs> And just like fell down backwards and I made this noise. I was like, (laughs) and I just blanked. I guess I lost mental function. So our copperhead's like super poisonous. Yeah. There's a poisonous snakes out there. And I just like lost, I like blanked for like five seconds and I fell down on my butt, which is like the, like the worst thing you can do. More meat to grab. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're, if you see a snake, you don't want to fall down to the snake's level. Right. You know? And, and then I got up and I just remember being like, you know, it was after school. This was the planned workout. I'm like, dude, what do I do? Like, do I take on this workout still or not? And this was my moment of bravery. I just like jumped over the snake and then ran six miles through the woods and every root and stick and everything I saw wasn't in my mind was another snake. And so my, like amygdala kept firing and I kept like getting those adrenaline. Like I thought I'd see a snake and I'd get like an adrenaline rush. Yeah. And I'm like, Whoa. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And I still do that to this day. Like every once in a while I'll see a stick. And if I know his snakes are out, I'll see a stick for a second. And like, it'll make me jump and my heart will like pump up for a second. I'm like, Oh no, it's just a stick. Dude. You're fine. But you're good. Yeah, man. My I- fear of snakes is, one of the many ways that I'm exactly like Indiana Jones. <laughs> so there you go. I have a uh, scary snake story. Okay. It's like a, it like a, a, a ocean canoe, so it's just like a flat thing that two people sit in. And, and my brother, <laughs> I was in the front. I was in the <laughs> my back. eyes are already wide because I'm just imagining where the story. So going. we're going in the just kind of the shallows. You see a stingray here and a turtle there, and all of a sudden I see a snake. Like a water snake? Water snake. It's black. Oh, it's, no. It's black. No. So dude. these are known to be extremely poisonous snakes. Oh, God. I didn't know that at the time, and it, it still freaked me out. But I see it, and it's just sitting on the bottom. And I'm like, is How it, shallow are you? I mean, I could reach my oar down. So, anyways, I mean, it was probably four feet, let's say. Okay. okay. 
and we see him down there and I'm like, is it dead? And so I kind of put my paddle towards it and brush. I don't hit it, but you brush in front of it. It doesn't move and I do it again and then it just, I pull back and then it just shoots up. Nope. And if like this is the edge of the canoe nope. or the kayak, its head came up. Oh no. As I saw it coming, I was like trying to backpedal Tyler. I'm like, drop the GoPro, Tyler, start pedaling. And it gets up and I just instinctively went, whack and slammed it into these bushes and i was like get us the fuck out of here like and then later we we're which tell- is the funniest thing to say once again in a canoe because you can't go that right. fast exactly and as i saw it coming out i was like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like scary thing and like then later i was telling the story and this guy was like oh yeah those are super poisonous you would die like, instantly yeah. he was like he's like you yeah well he said he said it wouldn't kill you, but you'd wish you were dead. <laughs> He's just like, it hurts so bad. Dude, I'm telling you, water snakes are like a whole never, another level they of terrifying. They move so much quicker yeah. than you'd ever expect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys in a canoe are going way slow. If that snake wanted to come back at you, it Well, could that was the thing. Once easily... I flung it into the bushes, I was like, did I, did I kill it? <laughs> yeah, but I was or like, did I just make it angry? It. Yeah, right. For sure. So. Whoa. That's a, that's super intense, man. It sucked. When I have night like actual nightmares, it's because I dream that they're I'm almost stepping on like hundreds of snakes. Ugh, you don't like snakes at all. I didn't even think like I was I that scared a, of snakes. If, if I had a pet snake, would you hold it? Yeah. Okay. So it's you, not uh, that fear. It's the fear of, the of venomous snake. snakes. <laughs> yeah. The unexpected. The unexpected <laughs> snake. Yeah, dude, it totally is. For sure. You know. Like you throw me cool, down, yeah. you throw me down in a Indiana Jones pit, you know, with Miriam down into that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The tomb or whatever. Yeah. And they're just, if there are thousands of snakes, but I know they're non non-venomous. Yeah. I think I'd be okay. So I forgot this happened at the meditation retreat. Um, the 10 day thing. There's these paths you can kind of walk, and you can see people kind of went off the path and made, like, a little sitting area for, like, one person or something yeah. like that. And, this and, is outside of it. Yep. Okay. Outside of the pagoda and stuff like that. Just kind of during – we had a couple free times during the day where you could go out and walk. And on day 10, we were able to talk, and Adam was like, oh, let me let me show you guys, like, this little space I made. And he goes back, and he there's this space, and there's a guy in there sitting, and he was like – Adam was like, I used to come here every day. Did you come here? He's like, yeah, I'd come here in the evenings usually. And he was like, okay. He's like, yeah, I'd come and watch like the like boa constrictors over there. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> he didn't know about it. And then you look over, there's like this family of boa constrictors over there. And we were just like, oh, my, you Whoa. came here every day, Adam? <laughs> like, and you didn't yeah. see him? No, I didn't see him at wow. all. Yeah, he's like, I never want to cut showed you guys this. Yeah. Oh my Dude, God. they have crazy camouflage. Just yeah, for in sure. general, if uh, we're about to go hiking and where I'm going to take you, there's, I there's I run there all the time. Yeah, but there's snakes there, and we were hiking like five of us. Uh, and you know usually I run it, so I'm going fast, yeah. and I'm like I scan like I'm always scanning and stuff. Um, I'm saying that because my mom, if she listens, she's going to freak out <laughs> because there are snakes there. But anyway, so Carol, there's no snakes. There's no Don't snakes. This it. is a made up story <laughs> for the entertainment. Uh, no. So we're, we're hiking up there. Five of us. You know how when you hike, you're like in a row because single track. 
So we're all in a row, yeah. and I'm the third person, and I see the other two guys walk in front of me, and the second guy, I see, I'm just looking at his boots, and his boot, like the back of his boot comes up, and there's a tiny rattlesnake right there. Oh. And I was like, dude, I was like, <laughs> Zach, you just stepped on a rattlesnake, man. And he was like, really? And we turned around and looked at him, they're like, whoa, that's crazy, like, you can't even see it. They're like brown, the exact brown of the dirt. Yeah. The exact and so now we're all looking <laughs> yeah. where all of our eyes are like yeah. wide open. We're definitely like our senses are heightened. Yeah. So we're like all scanning and looking and stuff as we keep walking. And five minutes later, the last guy in line is like, there's a snake. And so four of us who are like on alert now are looking and we all walked by one and we didn't see it until the last guy oh in line. Uh, and then that got me thinking like, how many times am I running on that mountain and I'm just going by snakes and I just don't even realize it. My thing is like, I've, I've, I know this information because of nothing. Like I'm just making this up, but it's like, would a snake actually come after a moving target or would it no. be planted? It's, you know? But the problem is if you step on one, cause then it's like a defense. Yeah, then like, and like, yeah. yeah. They're not going to like actively seek you out, which is what happens in my nightmares. Is I'm just standing there and they're like starts coming at you. Yeah, they don't. They're not gonna actively do that. So I know you don't like. I hope horror movies. Yeah, I don't like horror movies. But would you ever go see a Quiet Place? I would because that one seems more like a suspenseful movie. There's just a scene in that where I was yes. So the thing about that, like, it is a horror movie, but it's not one that sticks with yeah. you after. The problem, just like that was a super interesting story with kind of some jump scares, but yeah. I know I can go out and that's most likely not going to happen yeah. <laughs> yeah usually i have problems i don't know why like scary ghost girls you know oh, what i'm talking about sure. like the ring yeah absolutely. the ring i was watching and that was probably the last like really scary movie do i, I know the scariest movie i've ever seen what well the conjuring both conjuring movies are really oh, scary yeah, but one called those. mama no nope. you heard about this it's a guillermo del toro okay who's awesome a, so I'll tell you how the beginning starts. So spoilers, spoilers, if nobody wants to know exactly what happens. But In Mama. <laughs> yeah, in Mama. Um, but this guy, like the stock market crashes, and this guy who works there like goes like suicidal, kills his business partners, kills his you know, ex-wife, and takes their two kids and like is driving with them, and he crashes, and they find this cabin, and he's like, well, I'll kill the girls and then kill myself. Oh, my God. So they find Dude, this. Is why, first of all, this is why I don't watch those movies. Yeah, well, is because so they, I'm like, I I can only go to like one movie a year. I'm just gonna yeah. watch something dumb like Star Wars <laughs> right, or yeah. like Avengers or something. So anyway, like fun movies. They find this abandoned cabin, <laughs> and right before he puts the gr- gun to one of the girls' see, heads. See, I want to see that. But then, a ghost grabs him and like snaps his neck. Dude, I'm on the ghost ki- side. And kills him. So yeah. So you just kind of see these ghost hands, but now the girls are in this cabin. Nobody knows where they are. So the ghost raises them as their own for like four years. I'm I'm on the ghost side in this movie. I don't think yeah. I would be too but scared. But they finally find the girls, and they're like semi-feral kind creepy, of. And creepy, yeah. And so, but, but then they bring them to their next of kin, and they're like, hey, we'll take care of you and stuff like that. But Mama, the ghost, oh, is like, the these name. are my kids. Hence the name. These are my kids. But once you find out like who Mama is, like – it's super duper creepy. I'll look up a picture of the ghost for you. Yeah. Uh, you I'm imagining like a person under a, like, you know, like the old timey ghosts. Uh, totally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like the Halloween ghosts and stuff. Dude, 
what was I gonna say about scary movies? Scary. Oh, the Quiet Place. Here's what I do though. I will tell you this. Here's yeah. a strategy. If anyone's listening, and they're like, I'm not into scary movies, but I'm genuinely interested in the plot. Yeah. Is I'll just go on Wikipedia and look up the plot because I'm like I'm not gonna watch this movie, but I want to know what the twist is. Totally. So I'll do that for scary movies sometimes. That's the ghost and mama. Yep, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, you don't have to show that to yeah. me anymore. Yeah, and so for Quiet Place, I, uh, I feel like it's a movie I actually would watch. It was good. It was really good. But I know, you know, with kids and everything, like I don't have time to go to the movies. I I'm gonna try to get out to go see the Avengers you, one coming out. But why don't, why don't we go tonight, Chris? I know it's at midnight, dude. I go to sleep like eight. They sometimes they start at like eight. I don't like. I also don't like going like on opening nights. I understand that. But anyways, um. But I'm giving you an out, Chris. <laughs> I went to I went on Wikipedia and looked up the entire plot of Quiet Place. You did? Yeah, cause I'm like I'm not gonna watch it. Uh, <laughs> so what did you think of the story then? The story was, I mean, it's, first of all, it's just a really interesting, like, as soon as I heard what the story was. Okay. Massive, massive spoilers coming up because we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So it was like story. aliens came down and they don't even allude to that, though. It's oh, just, really? uh, isn't it just like monsters or whatever? There are these maybe, monsters maybe they did in that the like articles. are blind and can't really smell. They don't have many senses, but they can hear things. So everyone has to be super quiet. So the first scene of this movie with the spaceship, do you, okay. do you remember that from the story? From the Wikipedia synopsis? Yes. <laughs> no. Oh. So, so they start in a grocery store, and they're getting ready to leave, and this kid grabs a, a toy space shuttle. Yeah. And the dad's like, uh-uh. And he takes it and, like, takes the batteries out and puts mm, it aside. I did hear about this. Yeah. And he's like, it's too loud. Like, and they talk through sign language. Like, yeah. Too loud. Is know? there like, subtitles? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just really understand sign language. <laughs> um, so uh, they walk out, and the older sister's like, she kind of sneaks in the space. She's like, here, you can have it. No batteries. But then he grabs the batteries. And so they're walking down the path. And they have these, like, set paths that they make themselves, like, through sand. Yeah. So, like, the things oh, can't feel sense. the footprints and stuff like that or hear, like, yeah. that sound. Um, and all of a sudden, it goes off. they're on the bridge. And they hear, no. And the dad turns around slowly. And he sees this thing running through the forest that is, like, three-year-old dude kid. this is why and that's another reason so why I can't he starts it. running back he's booking he's yeah. looking at the thing booking, booking, booking. right before he gets to the kid the alien leaps uh, across and snatches dude, the and kid and that's what i'm saying man as a parent as soon as you have kids some things go out the window like you can't watch stuff like that because you just i'm maybe i'm just like really empathetic but you like you put yourself like what if that was my exactly kid man exactly I there's so many things sure. that we haven't been able to watch or just would affect me too much like as is soon game, is game of thrones difficult with no, the, I love game the of thrones game of thrones awesome. <laughs> game but thrones uh awesome. <laughs> don't get into all game of thrones uh no but like you know in college and before we had kids i was really into watching a lot of like all the serious dramatic movies like i would be totally into it and you know, I'd be like, Lindsay, this is like affecting me emotionally. It's awesome. Like I'm feeling all these sad feelings and yeah. stuff. And, you know, I would totally be into it. But as soon as we had kids, I'm like, dude, 
I don't want that. All I want is popcorn movies where I'm just sitting back and I'm laughing and I'm just throwing the popcorn up in there and catching it in my mouth <laughs> and I'm like fist pumping at Iron Man, punching Darth Vader in the face. You I know? think you should watch the movie The Changeling. No. I'm not going to watch any scary movies. It's not yet. a scary movie. It's it sounds a like a scary movie. It's about a lady, Angelina Jolie. It's a true story. Oh. Her son disappears. Nope. See, I can't. I already, that's scary. But the cops find her son and they give her back, like, hey, here's your son. And she's like, that's not my kid. They no, replaced dude, the kid no, and tried to convince no. her that it was her that's kid. That's horrifying. <laughs> well, it turns out that her first son was like killed by a serial killer. And so they just replaced their son. No, I can't watch somebody. Any of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm t- I don't know what it it's is. It's a true story. Nope. Who replaced her son then? Just a random kid that they like. Dude, I'm into like, I'm into like inspirational movies, Brandon, where I'm just like, I leave it and I feel good at the end, you know? Well, I think horror movies are (laughs) inspirational because you're like, I'm really glad I'm not that person. (laughs) I'm glad there's no aliens down here. Like, we're good. Makes you grateful for what you have, Chris. so, So speaking of like terrifying things. And like that snake story, you guys would go scuba diving all the time. Yep. And you would do scuba diving at night. Yep. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds terrifying to me. Uh, I'll make it even more terrifying. For there you. are real monsters in the so, ocean. <laughs> we went out twice, but we okay. were only supposed to go out once. Okay. Because the first time we went out, we get out there and they supply you with like flashlights and all that stuff. And there is me. My brother, our guide, and then another guy. So there's four of us, and all of a sudden, Tyler's flashlight goes out. In the water? In the water. How deep are We're you We're like guys? 40 feet deep in but the water. But it still takes a while to come up, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because of the bends? Yeah, I mean, it depends. If you if you stay around 20 feet, you can just come up whenever. Okay. But if you go below that, like for any amount of time, you have to hang out. Like The deepest you should probably ever go is like 60 feet. Because then the light starts to get away and stuff like that. Oh, you mean at night? Or just or in general? Okay. Yeah. Um, and the get, bends are – can you kind of describe them in case people don't so know? So the bends, when you breathe in that air, it's trapping nitrogen in your body. And so when you come up, it, it usually gets trapped in your joints. So if you come up really quick, your body hasn't had a second to decompress that nitrogen out. And so it will expand because it's coming. You've got it when you've gone deep. And so it's tight down there. As you come over, it expands and it's like super painful on your joints. And it can kill you, right? It, it can. Yeah, it can yeah. pop a blood vessel or something, give you an aneurysm, stuff like that. Because yeah. like, is it? I always heard so it described actually, to me as like bubbles. Yes, almost. it's like bubbles in your joints. Yeah, Dang, it's super man. painful. Um, another thing is that like, you can't get on a plane until 24 hours after you last scuba dived because you can get the bends that way. Really? Because. If you're giving yourself time to decompress, when you come up, you'll still have nitrogen, but it won't have expanded. Uh huh. And so your body just needs to cycle like out. Like filter it out and pee it out? Uh, filter it out or, yeah, <laughs> poop it out. However, yeah, nitrogen, however nitrogen gets, yeah, gets out. However, nitrogen gets out of your body. <laughs> so you have to give, and it takes like a full 24 hours for that to happen. Really? So if it's still in your system, and then you all of a sudden go up to a higher altitude, it's like getting the bends up there. Dude. And if you're stuck in a plane, like, you know. It, it could kill you for like there's story there's stories of guys who had like their own private plane and they all flew it up got the bends and were like oh what is going on and 
crashed into the side Whoa, of the mountain. Oh man. Yeah. This is the most depressing episode of Like a Bigfoot <laughs> podcast. But uh <laughs> my dad's fraternity brother died scuba diving. Scuba diving? <laughs> he had a heart attack while he was scuba diving. Oh man. Which is like maybe space is the worst place, but scuba diving has to be was it second. Initiated by the scuba diving, or was it something they're that was gonna happen sure. anyways? Sure. That's yeah, they're not sure, I don't think. They think it was probably gonna happen anyways because it's, and it's just unfortunate that it happened there okay so is scuba diving does it like get your adrenaline up or is it peaceful or oh it's super peaceful I but mean, are you like calm doing it or is your heart rate elevated uh you're pretty calm i mean, it dep- I, mean I guess if you're, you're swimming around a bunch of sharks like you know <laughs> but you're going really slow because you want to make that air last you know oh so you're trying not to breathe hard yeah it's just Long breaths in, long okay. breaths out. You know? So you guys are scuba diving at night, and Tyler's flashlight. So yeah, goes so out. Tyler's flashlight goes out. So he's like, all right, just kind of stick close to him with the flashlight. Well, then the guy, the other guy's flashlight goes out, and then my flashlight goes what? out. What? And so the only person with the working flash is our guy, and he just looks at. He's like, we can't be out here. So we went in, and he was like, oh, I feel so bad that I didn't charge him enough and stuff like that. So the next day, he's like, come back tomorrow. We won't charge you for anything and stuff like that. So when we went out that night, I remember flashing the flashlight down and seeing probably the ugliest creature I've ever seen in my life. It's called a Spanish lobster. You should look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. And it was just like, Ugh! but the eels are most active at night. So you'd see the eels going between no. the corals and stuff like that. And then I'll tell you the trippiest part. It was, it was, I will night scuba dive every time. Oh my God. This is the ugliest lobster. Let me, let me see. Yeah. This thing, the big fat lobster. Yep, that thing. That's what it was. <gasps> How big? Uh, like. No way. Oh, huge. So like two and a half feet, three it, feet. Yeah. It was huge. Oh my God. Yeah, it's ugly looking. But then the craziest thing is, uh, look up tarpon. T-A-R-P-I-N. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a fish. Yeah. Um, I just want you to get kind of a scope of the size here. Oh, oh there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see it. So pretty big fish. Yeah, Pretty big fish. So what they would do is they would use your flashlight as a guide. And and so they're swimming behind you the whole time. And if they see a smaller fish, they go. Like right in front of you? Right. They just come up right. Because I flashed back one time. There was like 30 of them behind us. They kind of scattered it, but then they came back. So they see a fish, they just zoom by you and just grab other fish to eat. It's Did it freak you out the first time? Well, he told us he it was going to happen. He warning. But it was still like, you know, as it goes by you. Dang, man. Yeah. Do you want to hear the scariest thing that ever happened to me scuba diving? I do. So... <laughs> I said that with a question mark. So we were scuba diving, and there was like all these sharks and things like that. And you're just kind of like, oh, you were way more brave than me with this. Well, we're just like, holy crap. And they couldn't give a shit about us. You know, there's sharks down there, there's an octopus over here, stuff like that. And I'm kind of getting like, oh, God, like octopuses always freak me out a little bit. And like, there's a bunch of sharks. And I just kind of start slowly swinging back, and I bump into something, and I'm like, ugh. And I turn around, and this turtle's just like, and I just like, <laughs> like, right, like so just darted away. But I just turned around, and it was literally like right here. Face to face. Like, and I was just like, oh, like, fuck. That's I just hilarious. like backed up into a turtle. 
Your scariest moment was the turtle. Yeah, scared the (laughs) shit out of me. Like, (laughs) for sure. That's hilarious, man. Well, sweet dude. I think we should probably wrap this thing up so we can go hiking. Yeah, man. Um, thanks for being on the show. I. Yeah, impromptu show. Impromptu show. I'm sure it'll be your highly rated one. Oh, (laughs) of course it. Like 10 million views. Yeah, 10 million. (laughs) 10 million. Wait, what's the population of Rhode Island? It's about that much. We'll listen to Brandon Sweat (laughs) talk about turtles scaring him. Turtles and haunted movies. Haunted, yeah. Horror movies. Yeah. Well, if you had like... We touched so many different topics in this one. We sure did. That it's like, I don't know exactly how to like wrap it up but if you had something just like i guess if someone listened to this and they wanted like one like really concise piece of advice from you what would you tell them Ooh. don't watch scary it's movies. okay to be afraid <laughs> like go scare yourself out there that's the only that's way you point. grow as a human being so. and look how much fun me and you just had talking about scary moments yeah for sure because later you laugh about them, and they're these stories. Yeah. You know? Yep. Have you ever heard of type 2 fun? No. So type 1 fun is like going on a roller coaster. Okay. Or playing a video game. Sure. Like those are type 1 fun, where it's like fun in the moment. And type 2 fun is when in the moment it's terrible, and it kind of sucks. But then later... You get to hang out with your friends, and you're like, do you remember those moments when we were completely miserable? I think about that Tough Mudder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we did Tough Mudder, and it was like 36 degrees. It was like a 20-mile-an-hour wind. And we were soaking wet, and we're wearing cut-off, like, video game shirts for whatever reason. The last two – like, the (laughs) last – like, two of the last four miles was – completely like almost submerged in water we were just hiking through that lake freezing our asses off you that might have been the angriest i've ever looked (laughs) do you remember what i remember is we got through that and then we got to these monkey bars where like clearly oiled up and so like of course i slip off travis slips off everybody slips but chris finds a way to like get across we were so we were soaking wet forever and i was so cold and I finally dried off. Yeah. Like finally dried yep. off. And so I saw you guys fall in and I'm like, there's no way I'm falling into this water again. I'm yeah. dry. And so I did the monkey bars and I made it across. And then the next thing you had to get wet. Yeah. And it, I think it mentally broke Chris. <laughs> it did. Like, I it was, was just so, like, I got across God. the monkey bars. I was like the top of the like peak of my emotions. I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. And then we run up this tiny hill. Yeah. And look down, and the course has it where you go straight through like another. Now here's the like, thing: five foot they thing say you can skip any obstacle you don't want to do, but you don't want to be that guy. Yeah, like, you yeah. had to do that one. Like, yeah, I remember there was like fences up on either side, yeah. and you had to go like down through all this water again. And I was that did break me. Yeah, but I made it through, I guess. So it didn't fully break me. Well, yeah, you made it through, and then like it didn't break you, but like you. By that point, you were just like, I'm not fucking waiting for anybody. Like, I'm getting across yeah. that goddamn line. Well, and then at the end, we're covered in mud, and they have all these hoses you can spray yourself oh. down with. And I remember going in there and trying to spray myself with a hose, <laughs> so and cool. I was almost ready to throw up. <laughs> yeah. Just from – I saw the people there. I was like, no way. I'm just going to be dirty in the car. That's what like, we decided. I was I, – then I tried to drink the free beer afterwards. I'm like, I can't even do this. I still claim – 
that that was the best shower I've ever had in my life oh, when yeah. I got back. Easily. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was, but something about cold water on my skin made me almost get sick <laughs> to my stomach. I almost fainted once. We did like a fear factor thing in the dorms. Like it was like an organized thing. I came down for that. Yeah. And I came down from Wartburg College it, to watch you guys It was do standing that. in ice. And like I started to almost black out and I was just like, Travis, I got to get out. So I was the last person out because I like my vision was going and I no was just way. like something about the cold just made me feel sick. Yeah. yeah. I remember it ended that fear factor thing ended with everyone had to chug a gallon of milk and it was the dumbest idea of Rudy all time. Rudy did it. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. We were like chanting his name. Yeah. I remember Travis vomiting in the sink after drinking the clam juice yeah. with the cottage cheese and mustard uh, and all that stuff. Do you stuff. remember when we did the Airbus challenge? I do Which was that. like a giant burger. And then do you remember Travis's strategy that he thought was going to work? Was it to eat all the bread first? No. Or what was it? His strategy was he took another plate. He's like, excuse me, waiter, <laughs> can I have another plate? And the waiter brought out another plate, and then he's like, can I also have an entire bottle of ketchup? I remember the ketchup. And he just oh. poured all the ketchup onto that plate and then just mixed the hamburger with it. And I was like, this is the dumbest strategy <laughs> of all time in an eating challenge, Travis. Yeah, I ate – I don't even think I ate half of mine. Like, I didn't even come close. That was the only thing I've accomplished where I felt shameful afterwards. <laughs> really? Yeah, I finished eating it, and everyone was like, good job, good job. And I'm like – I feel horrible, right? <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. Like, why did. did I do that to myself? Do you think you still do it th today? Oh, easily. Really? Yeah, man. No, maybe wow. not. No, maybe not. Because you witnessed uh, a couple nights ago, Lindsay made that broccoli thing. Yeah. And I get, I do get stuffed pretty quickly now. Yeah, but I feel like you have the mental fortitude. To, yeah. I remember watching you do that Adam Emenecker, and I'm convinced you could have accomplished it no. if you had more than 15 no. minutes, though. The Adam Emenecker is this thing in Des Moines. And there's 15 minutes to eat, like, so much food. That's, and the guy came up to me afterwards, and he was like, oh, yeah, your strategy is that you need to take bigger bites and chew less. And I'm like, are you trying to get people to choke? <laughs> Jesus, yeah. What are you doing, man? Have you ever heard the Travis Stefan burrito challenge? No. <laughs> so there's this place, apparently, in Des Moines. Cal or Calvin was like, yeah, it's a Mexican place that has, like, this big burrito or whatever. And it didn't look, like, that hard to do. And Travis is like, yeah, I'll totally do it. So he eats, about, he eats about half of it. And as we all know, as you and I know, he does not like spice. Yeah. Like spicy yeah. stuff at all. He was, for a while, he was telling me, he was like, I'm training myself yeah. to like spice now. Yeah. At, and this, I was like, okay. at this point, that wasn't that moment. <laughs> okay. And so Travis. Calvin takes a <laughs> bottle of hot sauce and just sprays the rest of the entire burrito in it. And Travis just get. I've never seen him so angry in my life. He's just like, why did you do that? What did you, what did you do? And Calvin just laughing so hard. And I think Travis got so hard, he reached over and like crushed all of uh, Calvin's tacos and stuff like that. <laughs> and he still ate the whole thing, but he was so angry oh the whole time. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. It was amazing. That's funny, man. Well, let's go hiking, dude. Let's do it. Let's get him. All right. Uh, see you, Brandon. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. All right. Thanks, Brandon. That wraps up the show. Uh, I do want to share a couple recommendations um you know since this episode is a little more random about what we're talking about so in the show we talked a lot about movies and why i don't like scary movies <laughs> um instead there is something i do like i love sports documentaries and it doesn't matter what the sport is it could be a sport i have no interest in but i just think the idea of sports breeds such 
inspiring, motivating people and inspiring and motivating tales. It's just, I love it. I love watching anything sports. Um, and so this last weekend I was in Las Vegas, uh, taking care of my, helping my dad recover, not really taking care of him, but, uh, he had a hip replacement and I was helping him recover and we're trying to figure out what to watch. So we did the thing where we flipped through Netflix for 15 minutes to look at literally every option that's on there. Um, and we settled on this documentary called Palio, P-A-L-I-O. And it's about this really interesting horse race in Siena, Italy. Uh, and I've gone to Siena, Italy, and there's this really cool town square in the middle of it. Uh, it's overlooked by these old buildings and this old tower. And it's a place people just go and hang out in the middle of this beautiful uh kind of Tuscan city um and a few times a year they fill this town square with dirt and they do this horse race and it's called the polio and during the polio there's um probably I'm trying to look up actual information about it (laughs) uh there's a bunch of different horses one two four, five, six, seven. This is just me counting on the podcast. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. All right. So there's 17 different districts in this town. Oh, I could have just read this on Wikipedia. I said the 17. Um, there's 17 different districts in town. Each one represented by a horse and a jockey. And they race for like supremacy of the town. And it's really cool. They like march out in these like old um outfits and they look like they're marching for their part of the town and they're like going to war for the town is what it looks like and it's not a normal horse race either there's like super sharp turns so jockeys are getting thrown from the horses into the wall sometimes into the into the crowd of the people <laughs> um and there's also basically no it seems like there's no rules they're riding these horses bareback they're able to whip each other with the little whip thing that they have they like can punch each other they can kick each other uh if they get thrown off their horse the horse itself without a jockey on it can actually win the race which is insane um and has happened and it's just this crazy event like you just have to see it so the documentary is called polio um there's a lot more to it there's uh there's people paying each other off. <laughs> um, there's like, and in the movie, there's this like classic bad guy, kind of like antagonist who um, is like the rich guy in town. And he runs the, the I was going to say horse place. <laughs> he runs the, um, the stable where a, a lot of the horses come from. And he's able to like just pay people off, pay other jockeys off, pay other districts off. Um, and then there's this like up and coming kid who's being coached by one of the greats, you know, and it goes through his training and how he's doing and can he win it? They do this race twice a year. Can he win both of them in one year? Um, and it's awesome, man. It's just a great documentary. You do have to read it's in, it's in Italian. So you have to read a bunch of subtitles, which is actually good because in this day and age, you know, I'm sure you've done it because I've done it where you're sitting watching a movie and halfway through you get out your phone and you just, it takes you out of the movie, 
you know, but this way you have to be completely focused in because you're reading the subtitles. So that's called Polio. You can find it on Netflix. It's awesome. I w I'm going to watch it again for sure. And going to the Polio itself and actually like I was going to say, I want to go to it. It's one of my travel dreams is to be at the Polio, but I kind of feel like I would, I would almost feel intrusive. Like this is a town thing. Like you should be from this town or from Tuscany, this Tuscan area to go to this, you know, because it's part of your culture. And it would be really cool for me to witness, but I kind of feel like keeping it private just for these folks in the town where it means so much to them. I feel like that would be kind of, kind of a cool thing. Uh, so yeah, so check that out. Um, the other thing I picked this up in the airport on the way to my dad's because like I've said on this show before, when I'm, when I'm taking a plane ride, for whatever reason, I always go in those bookstores in the airport and I just desperately want to read an outdoor adventure book. I think part of it is because I'm going to be in this little tube flying through the sky and I'm in this airport and it seems so weird and like you're inside and at least in Vegas, there's slot machines everywhere and all this crazy stuff. So anyways, I picked up an outdoor book called Winter Dance um, written by Gary Paulson. And I remember Gary Paulson as, uh, like a youth writer. Um, when I was a kid, he wrote the book hatchet. And I, that book was my first book about someone surviving in the wilderness. It was about a kid whose plane goes down and he has to survive and all he has is his hatchet. Um, and so I was surprised. I was like, Oh, Gary Paulson wrote a book for grownups. <laughs> Not only that, but he wrote a book about the Iditarod. And then I started reading the back and I'm like, whoa, not only that, that dude did the Iditarod. Um, and so it's an it's a great book. Uh, the Iditarod is really fascinating to me too. So that's the big dog race, thousand mile dog race through Alaska. And the book is all about him deciding he's going to do it uh, to training the dogs and working with the dogs because it seems like such a interesting event because not only are you trying to take care of yourself in fact for the most part you're not taking care of yourself you're hyper aware of anything that's going wrong with your dogs um, and so it's all about that it's about him taking care of his dogs teaching them learning from them getting drugged behind a sled most of it is him being drugged behind a sled um, there's a scene where he's taking them out for a run at night in Minnesota and they just start running over skunks. Like apparently skunks come out at night in the summer in Minnesota <laughs> and his dogs chasing the skunks, him trying to like pull the skunk away and just getting sprayed in the face. And then, and then him coming home to his wife and her kind of being shocked about like, it's four in the morning. What is that smell? And then she, her banishing him to sleep with the dogs for a couple of days and how that actually like taught him how to learn from the dogs and really understand their needs, which is super interesting. So it's a great book. It's hilarious. It's intense. There's some really intense moments, uh, heartbreaking moments. Um, it, he does such a, he's a great writer. He gets you into the wilderness of Alaska. And when you're sitting on an airplane, wanting nothing else to do except get off that airplane reading about the just wildness of 
of the Iditarod is fascinating. So that one's called Winter Dance by Gary Paulson. So hope you guys enjoy it. Um, check those out. If you have any feedback, always feel free to email me, likeabigfoot at gmail.com. Um, check out the rest of our episodes. We'll be back next week to kind of, uh, as I'm building up to this race. So my race is in two weeks. Um, next week we'll be back with a, with a super amazing guest and I'm really excited to share that one. So check back next week, check out our old episodes. Thank you, Brandon. And, uh, we'll get back at you next week. See you.